You guys, I have a new organized segment for you that I am calling the break room. Have no fear. This is not something we've not done before. Uh, This is just a new segment on my podcast where I answer those questions that we typically answer in the modern workplace. Let's just say we work together and you wanted my opinion on something. And so I get questions to my inbox where people just want to ask me some random things, little bits of advice. What would my leak do? And that's what these segments are going to be. So you're going to pretend we work together, pull up your virtual coffee mug, your metaphorical chair, and sit down and let's get to the nitty gritty of questions about work, life, and everything in between. Welcome to this new segment called The Break Room. We're just organizing our chaos around here where the conversations are as refreshing as those water cooler conversations used to be. Today's break room question comes from Chile, Indianapolis, Indiana. My friend says she is sitting in a reclining chair and looking out of the window, enjoying her peace. She's writing because something came up and she wants my perspective. Her letter says, when I worked in New York a few years ago, I met a young woman in the same department and we bonded. We didn't hang out but three or four times while I was there for three and a half months. We both left the city but kept in touch. She recently invited me to her wedding in the Dominican Republic later this year. However, only for the reception, not the ceremony. She says the ceremony is for close friends and family. That's understandable. But I am conflicted on whether or not I should travel there to attend just the reception. That's in quotes. I ask you kindly, please share your thoughts. I'm looking for your truth and wisdom. Okay, I understand why this one can be tricky. My first thought when I read that part where you put it in quotes and you said, should I travel to attend just the reception? When you wrote that, I could hear a particular person in my life saying, you going all that way for just the reception? And that would make me question myself. And so I wonder if there's anyone you hear when you say that. So I wonder, is this question you at your heart, or is this a question that you know someone might ask you and therefore you're asking yourself? You know what I mean? Is there a particular person or group whose voice penetrates in times like this? And I would just ask myself, is this true for me at my core? Now, I am no wedding expert, (laughs) but I understand that it is not uncommon for some couples to share their vows privately. There are some couples that have decided to just have these micro ceremonies with very close family members, maybe like blood relatives um, or one or two close friends to witness their intimate exchange of vows. Some people don't want everyone in their life to hear their exchange of vows. And I, I like that. I think that adds a level of intimacy, privacy, um, something that's just for them. And when it's time to celebrate the marriage, you know, not witness the vows, but celebrate the marriage, they want everyone they love around. And so I'm assuming that's why she invited you. I'm assuming. And so I guess my answer would be if you stripped away the particulars, you know, what she's doing before, after, let's just say there was no 
um, intimate vows. And just, she just said, Hey, will you come turn up with me and my new, um, spouse in the Dominican Republic? Are you interested in celebrating the marriage of a person that to me seems special because you made this instant connection with her over a short period of time? And the connection is still so strong that you keep in touch, though you don't live in the same city anymore or work together. And I read that in some parts of Europe, this is common. Uh, in Europe, a civil ceremony is followed by a small family ceremony and then a larger, more inclusive celebration. So um, around the world, people are doing things like this. Um, my big issue in a situation like this would be that this news not be communicated in advance. And I feel like your friend has done a wonderful job of doing that. Um, I think it's totally fine to respect her wishes. And I don't see this as a slight at all. I do hope that you go to the turn up in the DR. If that's what you want to do, keep me posted. Now on with the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is my leak and this is my podcast. I am here today to talk about letting it be easy. Um, Before I get into today's topic, I just want to say that I see you listening to episode 171, the I'm here for you live podcast experience with Devi Brown, Nedra Tawab, and Mia Ray. It is a beautiful, beautiful experience and a show Um, that we recorded at Samsung a year ago, and I just released it to the broader audience. And it is still evergreen. It it still feels as good as it was when we were there that day. And so I want to say I see you and I get it. I get why um, that particular podcast is burning up the charts. So if you haven't listened to that, um, tune in. But let's get back to letting it be easy. I feel like there have been times in my life where I have experienced people making things harder for themselves because they cannot believe that some things will just be easy for them. Can we talk about that today? Just about every single one of us has been conditioned to work hard. But I want to spend some time with the idea so that you I'm talking like very specifically to you, not like a broader you, but the individual you. I want you to figure out what that means for you. What does working hard or quote unquote hard work mean to you? And what parts of it do you even want to participate in, if at all? 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I am not a hard worker because I am and I have been, and let's just keep it a buck. The last sort of decade of the podcast uh, was essentially me telling you about how hard I was working. I work hard and I don't work hard at everything because I understand that it is not necessary. I have seen people that can do things that a lot of people can't do. And because they can do it and it comes so easy to them, they don't value it as much. They say things like, oh, that's nothing. It was nothing. It took me no time to do that, to, to do that or to make that. And I, and I myself can get like that. I was recently on a trip with my local mom community and I whipped together a detailed itinerary on a humbug. We were going on a trip and we had planned it months in advance. And as we got closer to the date, I just sort of lent myself to the group and threw together a sort of itinerary, pitched it out to the group and everyone was in awe and thanking me. And I just remember the times that people were spending thanking me. I was like, oh, um, I spent a lot of time as a personal and professional assistant. So it didn't take me a ton of time to whip that up. Trust me, it was nothing. And I'm saying this to you and me, it's not nothing. What's something that you do well that you ignore or downplay because it's easy or because you love it so much that you do it for free or all day? Maybe you have a way with animals or kids or the elderly Maybe you can whip up meals without recipes off the top of your head. Maybe you make a mean cup of coffee. Maybe you make a mean cup of, cup of matcha. Keep telling y'all I cannot get with matcha, but maybe that's you. <laughs> maybe you are really the Yelp of your town when it comes to massages or nails or where to eat. The point I'm trying to make is don't ignore what comes easy to you. And I'm not telling you this because I want you to monetize it, start an Instagram, start a website or start a business. I just want to invite you to investigate those parts of yourself and maybe think about ways you may want to layer this, these easier things into your work life. I mean, most of us will have to work for a living. And I think because we talked about that conditioning, sometimes it's like, oh, if I want to make X amount, it's got to be really hard for me. I have to go do something completely out of my interest. I got to go be a doctor, be a lawyer, be something that I am not interested in because it will be hard and then I can make a living. The next thing I want to talk about is our desire to make things harder for ourselves. We just can't let it be easy. Someone offers to drop it off to you and you counter that you're going to pick it up. Someone offers to give you something and you create a hurdle for yourself that just won't let you receive it without having to exert some energy for it. I want to let you in on a little secret. Some things in your life are going to be easy. Let them be. Let it be easy. You can let your jaw drop in awe and let it be easy. You can text a friend, girl, you will not believe this, and let it be easy. You can simply say thank you and let it be easy. So let's take some time. Let's spend some time with why the idea of easy can make us uncomfortable. Some of us equate easy with lazy. Now, I looked up lazy 
laziness is the unwillingness to work. So if lazy means that someone is unwilling to work, what about things coming easy to you makes you lazy? Just because it's hard or impossible for someone else doesn't mean you're lazy because it takes you two minutes to do it. And then you choose to spend the rest of your time doing whatever you want with it. And while you're resting or playing or scrolling or partying or whatever, we worry about what people will think if they don't always catch us working hard. And so you know what we do? We finish our easy thing and find something harder to do because even we have an issue with the fact that we didn't spend enough time on it. I'm talking to myself, y'all. Let it be done. Let it be easy. We worry about saying things out loud. Oh, that was easy because we know someone else will have a hard time with it. And well, that's not fair, friends. This is not our work. It is not your work to manage other people's feelings as it relates to your gifts. That ease that you have, how quickly it comes to you, like that is your specific thing. That is your gift. Now, the next thing I want to talk about when I I think about the word easy, and this one might sting a little, but it must be said, some of us are addicted to struggling and suffering. I said it. Some of us are addicted to struggling and suffering. I have this saying about how getting to the top, you know, or wherever it is, your destination isn't a straight ladder and that it's more of a jungle gym. And when I think about that jungle gym over the years, I have shifted the idea of it being a battlefield into more of a playground. It is okay to have fun. It is okay to enjoy the journey and laugh and play. We don't need to make it challenging because that feeling is familiar to us. And another reason why we may be having a hard time with things being easy is we, when we talk about being addicted to sort of struggle and suffering, it's just, it's sort of ingrained in our conversation. And this was something that I had to investigate in myself You know, when somebody writes me or sends me an email, why am I always inclined to talk about struggle? Why am I always inclined to talk about all the the harder things that have been happening? Do I give myself a badge of honor when I talk about how little I'm taking care of myself? And so that is something that I am sharing and working on because sometimes we just aren't paying attention to the things we say that are not making our lives easier. And so I want to talk about our ego as it relates to things being easy. When we talk about ego, typically when we think about it, we are talking about someone that's maybe self-absorbed and full of themselves when we think of it. But in other spiritual, spiritual practices like Buddhism, Eliminating suffering through conquering the ego is how we embrace our true selves, and that's the goal. Our ego is preoccupied with survival, accumulation, and success, and works to build an identity that sets us above everyone and helps us fit in. It wants us to become more likable, make it easy for people to admire us and accept us, but ego is the accumulation of survival mechanisms that we have learned since we were born. So what does ego have to do with this, Malik? Where are you going? 
Our ego likes us to use things like how hard we worked or how much adversity we've overcome or all the things we had to rise above to feel superior to others. It can be helpful to sober the ego. We don't have to use our hardships to try to put ourselves above others. I did a really lovely uh, podcast years ago. It's uh, episode 112 with Ryan Holiday. If you want to spend some more time with the ego, he wrote a book, The Ego is the Enemy. I invite you to listen to that episode. And so when you hear things like nothing worth having comes easy, I want you to let that pass over you if it needs to. Some things in your life will be hard, but not everything. And I'll just say this. Life can be hard at times. There are a lot of things out of our control, but that doesn't mean that life is supposed to be that way. It just is. We have convinced ourselves that if we don't struggle, we can't grow. And I can't say that's true. In fact, I'd argue that achieving inner peace is how we grow. So until next time, let it be easy. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to stay connected, be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. Your support means the world to me and helps me continue bringing you this content. Don't forget to rate this podcast and leave a review. Your feedback helps shape the future of this show. Send your questions or topics to hey at mytaughtyou.com. Thank you.